This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group. We are coming up on St. Patrick's Day, the luck of the Irish day. Do you make practical decisions based on being lucky? Do you have one agent representing only one company for your home and auto insurance? Are you hoping they are lucky enough to have the best coverage at the best price for you? One single source? Really? At the Canopy Group, we wish you only the best of luck, but we also believe you deserve more than luck when it comes to your home and auto insurance. The Canopy Group process carefully selects their 40 professionals and hand selects their 16 companies to then run thousands of different insurance scenarios each month for you. This due diligence and hard work results in the best coverage at the best price for Canopy clients. Remember, new clients enjoy an average savings of over $800 annually. That's annually. Contact the Canopy Group today at 800-967-3389 or visit them online at thecanopygroup.com. Always fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. Patrick Roycey, what is going on? A nice weekend for Gopher basketball, 2-0. and They won a game, and they moral victoried again. Oh. <laughs> After getting behind 27, it was we were all proud of the comeback, right? Right? Oh, yeah. Nobody asked, how the hell did you get down 27? It was... Uh, I saw part of it. It was it awful. Was, oh, they were terrible. It was terrible. Yep. It, uh, that team, though, uh, is is a very uh, volatile. Uh, I wish I could remember who they were playing now, though. Indiana? Indiana, yeah. yeah. Indiana's been a flop this year, and they've done that all year. Did you see Mike Woodson, though, at the end of the game? Yes. He has learned from Juwan Howard. He gave the big howdy. Wave like the Got NBA off, and left. left. Good he, for him. He probably says, I don't need, he, he would probably know he wouldn't have any trouble with uh, Ben Johnson or anybody, but I would think it's his, uh, him trying to set an example for mm-hmm. the other coaches, right? Yes. He was, he was down the, well, first of all, he was disgusted with the way they played down the stretch, but he was, uh, he was gone down the steps right after the game. That collapse I, was remarkable, by the way. Oh! God, guard Peyton Willis. Yeah. Have somebody guard him. No. Yeah. They did nothing, too. No. No timeouts. No No. nothing. No. They just kept letting him play. Yeah. He's, uh, I think he's kind of a hard-nosed guy and was going to uh, let them suffer the consequences. But uh, they're, uh, they they look like they have better players than their record. Yes. Yeah, because they're they're what right now? Last four in, according to yeah, one bracket. There's the seventh Big Ten team, I believe. Yeah, behind uh, uh, they're behind uh, Rutgers. They I look guess. like they should be good, and they're really not that good. Yeah, for sure. They, yeah, Race Thompson's. You know, they're all, they're okay, but they're they're very erratic. They've had some bad home losses too. So they. Uh, but anyway, you got that victory, and uh, I said this earlier. You think Whalen comes into the locker room? Every before every game, and says, well, "What the hell you have in mind for me this today, girls? Are you going to shoot twenty three percent or forty eight percent? Which is it going to be? Yeah, because they can play some of the worst basketball games in the history of mankind. Yeah. Now Penn State's no good, and that Sissoko or whatever her name is has been terrible all year, and then she goes and gets thirty two last yesterday, and so does Scalia, who's a good player." Mm-hmm. And made a bunch of threes, but uh, so they get a win, and we're proud of them because they don't have to play 
the first round. They, I saw that, yeah. They, we made the top ten of the Big Ten. We're proud of that team, too, man. It's, it was quite a glorious day. They are a weird team, though. Quite a glorious day. Oh, they're very, they're extremely weird. But uh, it'll be interesting for our guy, Ben. He's, he's eight seniors yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many of those are you want back or coming back. Uh, poor old Larry Curry's not coming back, and Peyton. <laughs> he's forty-two. He shouldn't come back. As he I needs said, to get off with his I life. said on Twitter, this was his third senior day. He's, uh, you know, he's he's done a lot of senior days. Yes, and uh, uh, but you know, they got some recruits coming in. They got those two guys who sat out the year. The guy from Northern State, and then there's another guy that was hurt all year. But they need bodies. You only got they got like seven, eight bodies now. They mm-hmm. they need they they're they're gonna try to hit the transfer portal yeah. a little more successfully than they did this year. When I don't want to get a transfer, any more transfers from the Division Three of Division One. You know, there's six. Any transfers from the top six conferences, I'll take them. Okay. Right? But you're out on the... I'm out on New Hampshire. Trying to get the kids from the... I'm out on New Hampshire. I'm out on McGill University in Montreal. Come on, it's a great Canadian university. What are you talking about? I'm out on Bill and Mary. Uh, You know, I'm out on all those. I mean, God love them. They played okay. They were better than we thought. But, you know, we want guys. I've heard... Several commentators on the Big Ten play-by-play when the Gophers are on saying, "Well, they found they found uh, transfers who fit the system. No, they found transfers who would show up, mm-hmm. who would come. Because he didn't get a few. Oh, he was thought he was going to the Marquette kid, the Marquette Duke, kid, right? Darson Garcia, and a uh, couple others that they uh, that they thought they could get, and uh, plus." A couple of those guys they couldn't believe left too. That the big kid, Sam Freeman, or whatever his name was, and then a couple of those guys that transferred. That's one of the most remarkable it things. Was unbelievable. Where, where are they you going? Where are they going? You can play in the Big Ten, yes, or you and can play, or you can go to you know play for a bad Mountain West team. What the? That's hell? what I never got though. I didn't because it they out. they could have told all of those kids, "Here's how much you'll play. Yes. Like you'll play a lot." Yes. And they still left. Yeah, yeah. It's it was. And I don't incredible. think Patino was that popular. So it, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a, I'm pissed off. My coach left. I, I don't know what it was. They, they just. Yeah, it was strange because uh, you know, okay, five or six of them leave. Right, like five. I got Carr. That yeah. didn't. That didn't yeah, shock Carr, me. You know, Mashburn didn't shock me. Carr would have been the worst possible player to have on a team like this. Yeah, would have been the worst possible player. <laughs> Just jacked. He would have taken thirty-eight <laughs> shots and pouted, and uh, you know, you know I what mean, he was bad for culture, Pat. He's bad. For he would have been bad, bad for the culture. He's bad for culture. But uh, I don't. You know, they got a. You look back at Gopher basketball since Clem left. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But we all talk about the fall off of Gopher hockey as far as interest is concerned. Basketball is in a hole that is going to be tough to dig out of. They didn't sell out one Patina. game, right? Huh? I, I don't think they sold oh, out God, one no. home game. No, there wouldn't have been any reason to, really. Wisconsin probably drew pretty well, but because you got a bunch of Wisconsin fans can show up. Yeah, I don't know. Meanwhile, I read, mm-hmm. I, I saw a little bit of the game, I couldn't tell, but Randy Johnson in our paper described the crowd on Saturday night as raucous. Yes. At uh, 10,000 and raucous, just like old times at Mariucci. Motsko got that team eight, righted. 8-0 eight, eight oh the last four weekends. Because the goaltender left and actually helped him, yes, which that, you wrote about. Yes. it's uh, Yeah, this guy's numbers are way better than Fontaine. Fontaine was not that good this year. He was no, real good last year. Uh, sources with the Gophers who... Don't want to be quoted. Uh, were said were saying that that he wasn't playing as well as he had yes. a year ago. He was just yes, I, yeah. And you know why? Because he's a goalie. That's mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they can't be beat. And sometimes they're. I now call it the Jake Allen experience. Sounds like a band. Jake Allen went from single-handedly beating our feisty Wild, who had a good team, yep. and making a playoff run. To not being able to stop a volleyball the next year and getting yo fired, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, he was a he's major up and down guy. Yes. Yeah. So they're goalies. That's you know how's Talbot right now? Are we worried about him? No, we're worried about everybody there. <laughs> that way, was not good against Calgary on Saturday night. I don't give you people tips on how to make money often because quite a few times in the past I've been wrong. But the Wild beat Calgary here Tuesday night. Bet the Wild. Okay. Yeah. The Wild are going to beat Calgary here Tuesday night after the humiliation up there. They're going to come back and they're going to be inspired. What really upsets me, though, is our pulled goalie magic is out the window. Right? Well, it had to end at some point. I know. I guess I mean, it, it wasn't going to keep up for an entire season. Is it now? The last two times. Oh, we're giving up it, multiple goals. Ooh, yeah, Dean's last, going for broke. He don't yeah, care anymore. Yeah, right. What? It was 5 3, yep. and then they gave him two more, right? Yep. They kept it 7 3 was because, and, and against and Florida, we could go Friday. Same thing. Same right? thing. Two yeah. empty net goals. That's bad for the stat because the stat when I wrote that column was. 12 to 6. Mm-hmm. 12 scored, 6 given up. And since then, it's. I think they might have one more. They had one. Was it against Florida they had one when they pulled the goalie? And then, yes. they, then they gave up to I think, yes. Yes. Yeah, somebody they had. On, on the power scored. play. So it was 6 it's on 4. 6 on 4. They uh-huh. scored one. So let's switch to them now that we've covered Gopher Sports. What? Uh, it's. Just a little flat period here. Uh, four out of five is not. There have been times when losing four out of five didn't seem major. I, I don't know. I think our expectations were so high. We're we're now very upset about this. What what are you seeing? I think it's what happens now. What I'm seeing is they look they look tired. And here's the problem too. Calgary Calgary has this, and Florida does too. It used to be their kryptonite was speed, right? Like if they played a speedy team because they, they basically had a roster of guys that couldn't keep up. Now, speed's not as much the kryptonite as a team with speed and is physical. Calgary mm-hmm. and Florida will kick your ass oh, and, really? and outskate you. It really? Yes. Okay. And so that's, and so I guess my, because the Toronto game, the Toronto game, there were certain guys that didn't play great, but that was not a bad game. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, but, but the key thing, Pat, with this franchise for years, has been when they go into a slide, they don't come out. Now, what they have, so, what they have on their side is they're basically home for the month of March, right? Yes, they have many games. Yes, most of them at home. They're really right now really imbalanced as far as home and road games, and right? they're going to make up for that in, in, in March. In March, and they they even they have a ton of games. In the even month, yes. before Florida beat them, and they they hadn't lost in regulation at home since January November. or something. Since Sometime November. in November, I think. Wow. So, yeah. You would think home is going to help them, and yes. they're going to straighten out. But if uh, if the goalie questions start, then you you don't know. I mean, but are they going to start alternating those two guys, or what? If Talbot keeps they were before, and, and then Talbot struggled, and so Capo started in Toronto and played well, played fine, and so they brought Capo back on Saturday against Calgary. And it wasn't his fault necessarily, mm-hmm. but I mean, they just looked terrible. How did Calgary get this good? All of a sudden, they're on. You a, know who, who their coach is now again, don't you? No, Daryl Sutter. Really, they brought him back the, last year. They were no, off. he wasn't in Edmonton, right? No, no, he he was on the ranch in Viking. He had retired. Oh well, did they retire him right because he was too mean? Basically, yes, yes. Yeah. The Kings, fi- the Kings fired him. I think he won two cups there, and he was too mean, so he he got fired. Mm-hmm. Went home to the oh, ranch, yes. <laughs> just kick some ass on the ranch, yeah. and then Calgary's like we're desperate, yeah. and so he's back playing Sutter hockey. Yeah. Well, he's uh, Jacques Demir, four year contract and a two year act. Yes, as, uh, as Sodmore used to say. Amen. And it's great. It, <laughs> he has no he interest has, in good plays, by the way, and he has no interest in. The guys with the tape recorders. Nope. He is the surliest. Can I use the word prick? He is the surliest prick yes. I have ever tried to get a quote out of. Yes. In the, and hockey, that's saying something, because there's a lot of them. But I remember I was going to do something on it. was, you know, no chance. No chance. He tries to leave before he you get downstairs sometimes. Well, yes, plus... Yeah, I saw that one time, and yep. they grabbed him. Jess Myers went crazy. He was they, so upset. They grabbed him, but if 
if you're asking questions and there's an eight second delay, he's gone. Correct. The, yeah. As soon as the other, as soon as his last word for the previous answer is finished, you better be ready to fire, or else he's going. Mm-hmm. He does. He does not need. He's like Zim. When Zim's mad, he's, you know, he's going to leave as soon as there's a hesitation. The pregnant pause, he's out. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, I didn't know they yeah, brought him back. back. Has he been how long? All year? Yeah. Yeah, they, they brought him back. Uh, they, they fired their coach and signed him to a multi-year contract wow. during last season. Well, and he's been know. there and they've been, and they've been, they've been great. Uh-huh. It works. It works for, to your point, two for years. For a while, yeah. Goudreau's playing great. Everybody's absolutely shocked. Yeah, he's playing mm-hmm. outstanding, and and the whole thing is who is Goudreau? Oh, okay. Uh, but the whole thing with him is I don't want to see. I don't care if they're pretty plays. I don't want to see you. Don't try and you know. Don't try and do too much. I want to get the puck, possess the puck, and kick ass. Okay. Do they are they a dump and run and hit you team then, or is that they can uh, be? But yeah. I mean, they are they are just gonna muck it up. Oh really? They are gonna muck it up, but they're wow. winning. Mm-hmm. They're, they've been prolific. Who's uh, who's their stud? Goudreau is outstanding, and he was he had been off. He was not doing great. I think the last two years, he's been great. They they also signed Jacob Markstrom, the guy who was the goaltender for the Canucks. They signed him, I think, before last year, and he wasn't great, but he's been great. He's mm-hmm. Been, but I mean, they are. They look really good. They're fast. And physical. And meanwhile, Vegas. Playoff team. Meanwhile, Vegas unloads all that material to get Eichel, and they're not going to make the playoffs. Maybe. Yeah, and Tuck. Terrible. And they traded Tuck, and Tuck is a hell of a player. Where, where was he Buffalo. in that trade? He was in that trade. Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, they got a lot back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and you but, know, but you, Pat, the the entire playoff thing now, like it is, it is as tight as can get. We still don't have to worry about. It. We're I good you can't, we're still you, good can't you can't struggle too much longer. Uh, so the well, we're, there's still 15 games over 500 or something. Yeah, like I know. 14. But the Predators, the Predators, I, I believe, are a point behind them, and they're in the first wild card spot. Mm-hmm. So they could pass you. And then I think Dallas now is something like five points behind but, you. Uh, we got a few in hand, don't we? Yeah, we do. We hand. do. But I'm just saying, you got to get it straightened out okay, here. Okay, I got a question for you. What position does Forsberg play in Nashville? Forward, Philippe Forward. Yeah. he's not a center. I would have to look if they use him there. I think I don't think so. He's got twenty wing because he was. He's got twenty some goals like and he's available. Yeah, I heard he's available because they can't pay him. See here. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna trade him he's, though. He's to, a wing. I don't think they're gonna trade him to a division foe though. That that is a point behind point up on them mm-hmm. in, in the playoff race. But but nice thing. We're speeding towards that uh, NHL trade deadline. It's only three weeks away. Yes, the end of the season is about three weeks after that, right? And it used to be what February, like twenty seventh or something. But it's like that. always been the latest. And now they're just throwing it back. It's always been the latest in sports. Uh-huh. You know, I suppose they, I suppose they get more business on the NHL network that day than any oh. other day. So they oh, just it's huge. July it. one and that one. Yeah, well, July first when free agency opens. Just push it back. TSN what is do just. We care? It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, that's uh, and they'll they'll be with the playoff race like this. There'll be twenty two, twenty three trades, right? Oh hell yeah, yeah. We still going to get a center? We don't know. I don't know. Or a goaltender? Maybe I don't know what they're going to do. Or do do you decide that that you you can't make a trade that's going to impact your team enough? I mean, I think that they need to do something, but they've got a few decisions. They've got more holes than they originally, I think, probably thought. Well, Dean, now nobody got to see it, but uh, uh, Sarah posted a story about 2 a.m. Because, uh, you know, with the Saturday deadlines now, sure. we couldn't get the game in. But uh, he let him have it pretty good after the uh, Calgary game. He hasn't done that too often. No. But... Uh, he was not embarrassing, happy. right? He was yeah. embarrassing. Yes. Embarrassing. He, that's he, a pretty big word. He leveled them. He, uh, he he let them have it. They did, they looked awful. They looked really bad. And and he also didn't. Have, so so that they lost in Toronto on Thursday night. He gave him Friday off from practicing, and then they didn't have a morning skate on Saturday. So he thought that they would come back and look great, and they looked. Um, 
pretty damn lethargic. I was driving back from uh, actually uh, St. Joseph, Minnesota, College of St. Benedict's on Friday night, listening to the end of the Wolves game. Where James Harden and uh, Embiid, I, I think James has finally found his man. Right? This is what he looked great. Yeah, this is what he spent his whole career waiting for the center, who he just has to throw the ball to yep. five times a quarter and and then do anything else he wants. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think I have one of my new favorite things in Twin Cities media, Alan Horton. Play by play when they're getting their ass kicked. Oh, it's great! <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, he's the, phenomenal. He, he slides in he all did, these negative. He doesn't hold back. It's so it's great. I love it. It's unbelievable on the radio by himself. His disgust is also palpable. <laughs> yes, but then it it's for, like I listened to eight or nine minutes right down the stretch, yep. and the Wolves scored two four four games two. Four points in a row, six points in a row, and he pointed out, "Yeah, but they've still been outscored fifty to sixteen or something." Mm-hmm. But but then, he, then it it goes from disgust to humor. It goes from uh, you know, it's uh, he's really good. And then they apparently had a five minute review in a game that's twenty five points about some damn thing. They, they had some review, and he screamed, what are you waiting for? Let's go here. He's, he's yelling. He's, he's, you know, he's yelling loud enough, hoping they can hear him. What are you waiting well, he, for? He's upstairs now a okay. bit, too. So, But he's, he is phenomenal. I love <laughs> it's it. great, yeah. And, uh... You know, he is not concerned about Bally Sports North's uh, no, same I t- I told rules. Him, I ran into him a couple weeks ago there, and I'd heard I was when I was driving back from Iowa. I listened to him, and they were having another stinker. And I said, "Your hopes and dreams of being on Bally Sports North went out the went out the window oh, when you were ripping the hell out of them." Oh, that was the night they got lost to Sacramento. They when they got outscored. 34 to 11. Oh, yeah, you told me about yes. or something. He just lit him up. Yes. And and uh, I said, yeah, you, you ain't going to make it at BSN, baby. You're not going to replace the Benzer. No, 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 no. <laughs> and it's too much honesty. You see some of it in the NBA. The one guy and sometimes I think the NBA, the pace at which it goes and if one competent guy is the way to go, rather than have him stop and have some dummy repeat exactly what he just what he said, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's you used to think, boy, are they cheap? They don't have a color commentator with them after a yeah. while. But and they were, but that's okay. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's he's. Horton has perfected that though. The oh, rat yeah. tat tat of the play by play into ripping yeah. somebody. I'm yeah. Yeah. I'm so with you. It's so great. Yeah, it was terrific the other night. I was. I was hooting and hollering, but he was... It's spot was, on, too. Oh, yeah. Well, he does. And he's, I asked him, and he says, you know, you're not fooling anybody. He says, <laughs> he says you're, you know... You're, tell him not to tell Bally's yeah, that. Yeah, he says, you're not fooling, you know. You, he said, it just sounds ridiculous if they're getting, you know. And one reason he's so good at it is he's in practice. <laughs> he's had a lot of practice when these guys have had embarrassing defeats, right? I think the solo thing too, because Al had the same thing. I think. Yeah. I think when you work alone, the yeah. truth has to come out. Yes. Like you can't just sit there and BS. No. Yes, know, it does. The and Ralph, the and they, they they tried to slip Ralphie in with the. Uh, with Al there at the end. Al on the road was great, though. Yeah, Al by himself. Yeah, yeah. this is disgusting. What the heck are they doing <laughs> out there? Sharply gave up that puck. That's so terrible. <laughs> Al. Al's still going. Al lost, God his, bless him. Al lost his beloved wife uh, yeah. three, four years ago, but mm-hmm. he's he's living in a, I think, a, a, just a senior living place, not a, you know, not he's a, in the 90s, not right? Living, yeah. He's in his 90s, but they, they love that Vancouver Island, you know, that place up there. He didn't he didn't go south. He went north. He went back home. And, uh, God, he was good. He and quit they, young, they, too. Yeah. Was he was 60. Well, yeah, he wasn't going to go to Dallas. No, he, said, he was 60-something, and he said, I'm done. They wanted him bad, and he said, nah, I'm not going. I'm not going. And the great thing about Al is he tried to do baseball, and he decided he was terrible, and he quit. After what? 
month. Maybe. Month, yeah. You yeah, told me month. it was like a very month, brief he said, dalliance. He said, "I'm no good at this. I'm gonna, you know, let somebody else do it." Yep. You know, he just he 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 had great self. Uh, and this is when pace the game was quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now Al would be out after <laughs> three innings. He'd Al say, "This was, is crap." Yeah. Al was. Uh, you know, they were trying to. CCO was trying to take advantage of his popularity and uh, and put him on the broadcast. And they, I don't know who had left then, Merle Harmon or somebody maybe before Merle Harmon. I don't know. Well, Al tried it. Christensen tried it. Christensen right? tried it. I don't know if they. Uh, I don't know what happened with Christensen. Christensen, you know, was an old baseball guy. He did the Millers for WLOL or the Saints, maybe. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know he, that. Uh, yeah, he did baseball, but he wasn't. Al was. It, Ray was. Uh, I, he wasn't, he was, you got him and Herbie, you got two guys who are too much the same. You know, you didn't have a, you didn't have the right. loose guy. You, you know, when you got Herbie being the straight man, <laughs> you know, you don't need two straight men. Right. So that didn't work out. I can't remember who they replaced him for with. Herbie survived a lot of them though. Larry Kelton. I was going to ask one. you, when, when one was and the done. One and done. Wasn't he one and done, right? Well, I think so. And didn't he promise that they would... If they weren't going to draw... This was after they drew 600-some thousand. If they didn't draw a million, he would... He would... Herbie hated him. Herbie just hated him. He was a jiver. And a, there were two guys that hurt... Herbie didn't like him, and, and at least initially, Herbie and Joe Angel didn't... No, he didn't like Joe along. either. He didn't... He, Joe was too over the top, too. You know, I like Joe. Joe was a decent yeah. guy. Joe had a long run in Baltimore. That's what man. I was going to say. That Joe a, lasted a long time in the big leagues. Good, uh, that was a good move for him to get back and go to Baltimore. And uh, You know how Herbie got here? He was with Ernie Harwell in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. It was his partner. Mm-hmm. And he was, they both left because they changed beers. They uh, were, uh, I can't remember what beer they were, but they switched the shape, I think, Brought uh, the guy who bought the team. Mm-hmm. They switched beers, and uh, they thought that back then the broadcasters were so associated to the beers because that's what they drank. It's they like me you. now. That's that's you know you you know you you you'd be a you'd be willing to go from uh, young youngling to some other beer. Uh, though, surly, for, I know, no, no, I'm pure surly, surly now. guy. That's uh-uh, right. yep. You dropped youngling for uh, yep. I uh, dropped like a bad habit. A bad habit, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, they've switched beers, so Herbie needed a new job. And Bob Wolf, yep, the first year out of Washington, Bob Wolf had done the Washington games, with the the team, and he didn't like it out here, and his wife didn't like it, so he went back, and that's they had an opening, and Herbie was looking for a job. That's how he got here. Yeah, and Herbie did um, Vikings on TV at one point too, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did uh, back when uh, was like, back when they were there was only Scott one, did the Packers right. There was only one game a day, and there was a regional. I mean, one game on Sunday, and it was you got a regional telecast. Yeah, he got that. So, but I'm thinking, was Ray Scott the first year? Then was he sixty one to sixty six? Was he maybe was he with Bob Wolf? I think he might have been. He with probably Bob was. Yeah, because yeah, it was probably Halsey. And uh, he Ray just started and making Wolf. too much money at CBS, which is uh, unfortunate because he was, was a good. hell of a baseball announcer. Hell of a baseball. He announcer. was good, and he had the great pipes back in the day. I always felt bad that uh, uh, late in his career, he was doing a sports talk show over somewhere in Wisconsin because mm-hmm. he was, you know, I I, I think. Ray did a pretty good job of not keeping his money. <laughs> then he started that bar downtown. So he Ray was, Scott's right across from the strip, still working. Yep. And uh, and uh, I wrote that column about when the Packer fans were all Jim McMahon threw the pass at uh, Erie Gulliford, wasn't it? McMahon threw the pass against yes. Gulliford. Yes. And Gulliford, all yes. the Vikings are going to lose, and all of a sudden Eric Gulliford. Appeared wide open, scored the only pass he ever caught for the Vikings, right? I, I, yes. Won the game. They put him on the two or something, and they kicked a field goal to win the game. And the Packer, Packer fans were suggesting that he'd sneaked off the sideline. That Gulliford had sneaked off the sideline. So I wrote a column that it, there's now evidence he hid behind Denny Green so nobody could see him. And then he and then he sneaked down the sideline and he came out and we had a diagram of it. I got uh I got the uh what year was it? 
93? I got the I got the strip artist to do a diagram of it, right? Right before Moon. Yes. I got, oh, I, I vaguely recall this, yes. A diagram of it, and we showed where Gulliford sneaked on the field. And, you know, it was it was pre-internet, so we but I got a hundred letters from Packer fans telling me I was a jackass. But uh <laughs> but uh her Ray went with it. As oh uh, no, yeah, Ray was a little older. Oh, and he I went, I'd heard he, that Ray went with it. That it was uh, that there was now being reported in Minnesota that uh, Gulliford had indeed. Oh in, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, Ray went I for, with it. I felt bad about that. So, I mean, it's a great idea, by the way. Yeah, but, oh yeah. yeah, it was. It was uh, agit back then when you could agitate. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 And back. people had to write letters, which they yes. were much less likely to. to to do than tweet at you and say you're an idiot. Uh, and when I was in St. Paul, I had a co-conspirator. Uh, Tim Van S was the artist, mm-hmm. and this is back when the newsrooms were so, so uh, you know, fully staffed. He was there on Sunday nights. Our <laughs> our art. We had an artist there to do photography. <laughs> do. You know, get photos if they yeah. needed to be cropped or wow. whatever you needed. We had an artist there, Tim. And Tim, God love him, I'm sure he's still uh, still around somewhere. I don't know where he went. But uh, Tim and a couple other guys used to go up on the roof and maybe enjoy a little toke once in a while up there on the... That'd be very newspaper-like. Yeah, on a Sunday night. Uh, absolutely. You know, nobody around. Absolutely. But I'd go in there with... So Sunday nights is when you could do very irreverent stuff writing columns because there was no editors around, you know, it was, it was just, that's when I did the Lou Holtz putting a little gopher on the music man hat, the, the lookalike or the music man lookalike contest. We did that on a Sunday night. We did the purple triangle with the, with the, all the DWIs, we did that on a Sunday night, too. <laughs> so Tim, you knew when you were going to work your magic. Yeah, right. Well, because, you know, if you try to do something that during a week, some editor's going to say, no, right. no. Yeah, the, uh, the, uh, yeah, the purple triangle. But Tim worked for two hours, like, making the chart and making the little map of where the DWIs and little helmets with the number on it where the where they got the DWIs. <laughs> oh God, that was they were not happy with me at Winter Park for a couple of weeks after that one. They were not happy the But uh thirteen DWIs in eighteen months, that was pretty impressive. Yep. Yeah, that was that was back now they might have had thirteen more, but we won't know it because they got the they got they the first call they make now is to the security people to uh, start covering it up, right? Yes, yes, but yeah, that that's when they started to crack down on on the corridor, right? Like they started to finally crack down on guys going home on on the freeway, mm-hmm. and it became. I remember that stretch was incredible. I think. Wasn't it Hassan Jones who got busted? He he decided that he wasn't going to drive. He was going to sleep in his car, but he left his keys in the ignition. Yeah, I could have. I, I don't yeah, know. I think that was Hassan, and so he got busted for that but one. But the Purple the Triangle was advising the public to stay away I from this, this this area from, what was it, 8 p.m. Thursday till 10 a.m. Monday or some damn thing. Stay out of this area because you might run into a drunk Viking. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was... Uh, you know, those things are wouldn't, uh, you know, somebody would have to put in there. You must explain to people that this is satire. Right. You know? so, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it wouldn't we, be worth we, doing anymore. We, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we. So we, you tweet uh, it now. Yeah. You just tweet it. You can tweet it, it out yeah, now. Yeah, you do. Anyway. Uh, so what else we got going on? Baseball today. Deadline. Woo. Yeah. How about that? You know what it is? It's just the players know it's just another threat that, uh. Because when they settle in two weeks, if they settle in two weeks, they'll get full pay anyway. The part of the deal of them coming back will be get full pay. Journalistically, though, why do these guys carry some of them, not all? Why do they carry the water for the for you know baseball, Manfred, the owners? Like Heyman yeah, tweeted but, uh, last night, there might be oh, we could have an agreement. You're not going to have an agreement today. And the players are just as yeah, but I'm just saying, why does anybody bother with even taking sides? I turned on MLB last night and had the misfortune of having Harold, 
giving us his insights. Okay. And the great thing about Harold's insights is generally in a five-minute period, he will uh, contradict himself four or five times, right? Uh-huh. You'll say this and then you'll see sure. that. And uh, But you never really learn anything. But him and his partner both agreed because neither side had given out any information yesterday. That was a good sign. I I, I don't know why. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, – you got everybody who's really covered it saying the same things. You know, yes. There, there was some progress. Yeah. There was some progress. Yeah, there was no progress. No, pro- right. no progress today. Ah, they almost didn't they, meet on Sunday. Yeah. They went backwards. They went right. backwards Friday. Saturday, okay, they agreed to meet, but they didn't want to. Sunday, well, we made progress. Yeah, let's, yeah. I mean, it's all based on... And there might be an agreement at some point soon. Yes. And yeah. then today it'll break down. There was no agreement. No. And the, yeah, today the owners are walk- you crazy. Have they walked out yet? Uh, not that I've seen. Mm-hmm. No. And they supposedly met. We we were very pleased because well, I think it, they went back for like two sessions yesterday. Well, yeah, but it also, lunch generally ending. speaking... Yeah. The meetings have started at 1. Okay. But today they started at 10 a.m., oh. so we were supposed to really think that this was And why be- are we meeting in a ballpark, by the way? Just go to a I damn know. hotel yes, conference. right. They're Save meeting money. in Jupiter at the ballpark. Saving money, apparently. Yeah, exactly. You're probably right. Cheap bastards. The, You're probably uh, right. A lot of... Uh, so what with the players, it's just who's ever wanted to show up, showed up. Is that it? Uh, there might be part of a committee too, though, because I, I think Scherzer's on because he's going a bunch. Zach Britton, Taylor's our guy, right? Taylor, yeah. Is, yeah uh, I don't know. Player I, rep. I, he's was, been was Duffy there. I, I think I thought I saw Duffy, Duffy was tweeting stuff about or, or was saying something. There's about a him. committee that's definitely yeah. going to. Here's the bottom line, athletes. You can complain about salaries going down four percent in the last five years. Yep. There is nothing that can be done to get the new management of baseball to give five-year contracts to 32-year-old position players. Correct. Yeah. The days of Alfred, the days of any, even a great guy like Albert Pujols. Right. Is striking at rich at age 32 are over. Yeah. Because we really, don't have. They should be. They don't have steroids anymore. Right. And they also know. They don't like the idea. Now, with a pitcher, they'll do it. But uh, they don't like the idea of having no. Okay, it used to be you'd sign a guy to a 10-year contract or an 8-year contract, and you know you weren't going to get much the last four. Right. They're not doing that anymore. They're not. They're, you know, it's it's not because they want younger, cheaper players. It's why they want younger, more productive players. But here's right? what I don't get. Since, since free agency started in 1976, right? Since it started, the it's been six years. So yes. so you are under team. Why aren't they just going after that? That's what I would go after. Four years, and then well, they're not getting four, but maybe five. Okay, but I mean something. It's been it's been forty that's, some odd years, Pat. It's that's re- what they should have come in and said: uh, five year free agency, and everything else is the same. Yeah, that's, that's where they. But should I want have done. the kids. I want the guys in their first contracts to be able to sign elsewhere sooner. Yeah, I don't even know what they like the bonus pool. What 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 is that? What what are they talking well, about? Well, and then they they've got the the soft salary cap, which is what the CTB. Yeah, and they want that to go up. Yeah, there. but and the, yes, who's it been? Players want that to go way up. Yeah, but you know, I mean, teams are staying away from the luxury tax, trying to do it. That's you know, that's what does make it difficult in the defense of baseball is there's no salary cap, so there's no ceiling. Right. There's no there's no point at which management can say, "Ah, we can't do that because we got a salary cap." Right. And there's in baseball it's it's more difficult, that's for sure. And the other thing, I think I said this last week, we give them a lot of heat about the way they play pay their minor leaguers. Well, guess what football pays plays its minor leaguers. <laughs> Zero. Because colleges are paying Zero them. pay. They pay for them to come to the combine. Yeah. Or the senior bowl. Yes. That's all they do. Yes. Yes. They're making billions and they don't have to pay. And we're paying for their minor league system. So. 
we're paying for colleges to exist, mm-hmm. so we're paying for their minor league system. Mm-hmm. As people always say, well, like the Gophers, football is profitable. Yes, in that case, why don't they pay for some of these big buildings that, that create a campus? You know, let's we provided football with a campus. Right. <laughs> with, a, with a college. We provided them with the college. So the idea that football is profitable is nonsense. You know, if they, you know, the the state of Minnesota is supposed to give them another billion dollars over at the university. They should say, okay, but we want a half, we want half the football money. We want half the Big Ten network money, mm-hmm. you know, something like Which that. Which is ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so... Uh, we we pay for the NFL's minor league system, so it's yes, and, and baseball and it has, works out great for the NFL. Yes, it does. It certainly they're very does. happy with how it's working. And out. And even that way, they don't have guaranteed contracts. Oh, they're incredible. The only thing that can really save baseball management is if the union would hire D. Morris Smith as the head of the uh, union. Then maybe they'd have a chance to really screw them. Right. Yeah, Tony Clark ain't no great shakes, but uh, mm-hmm. D. D. Smith, I think, would be. It is the way that those guys get steamrolled is one of the most incredible things I've ever seen for for an industry that is absolutely printing money. Oh God, it's unbelievable. I went over and took a look at Ziggy's hotel when I was out there the other day. Yeah, you told me that. Not real full yet, but uh, you know, it's uh, they got. They, they they got building they're building stuff out there it's mm-hmm. a, that's a nice uh, real estate he's uh, done well for himself yeah we've done we, well first of all he stole the land yes. but they gave him like because Northwest 30, abandoned it yeah they gave him like 30 million or something yeah. right I mean that land's got to be worth that thing's a palace out there I mean oh, that, is, that complex is, is oh, a God, it is unbelievable palace yeah that field house is uh, bud was I told you bud said it's rough. But I mean, you just look at the building itself. It's got, yeah. it's like a college campus. Yeah, Bud was, uh, Bud was saying, look at all that wasted space up there just so a guy can punt. Punch, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they got sick of it bouncing off, off the roof at, at uh, the place in Eden Prairie. But that place is incredible. And yeah, yeah, uh, the Wilfs have done just fine. Thank you. So a courageous comeback for the Woodbury B1. 12 and under girls team yesterday taking my granddaughter off the hook. Uh oh, what happened? 1 1, second period. I think it was second period. Yeah. There's a puck going past her, right? And she's going to try to knock it down and, you know, play it at her feet, right? Okay. She tried to give a little whack with the stick. Goes, goes, uh, goes the wrong direction in the net. No, she tipped it. No, it didn't tip it. It was, Probably 20 feet, but it misdirected right into the corner of the net. Mm. So uh, she she went out, she'd made a little slap at it and uh, to, to stop it. I hope the goaltender was upset. They, uh, they all told her to uh, shake it off. It was, you know, don't forget yeah, about it. Sports today. Yeah. And forget about it. Uh, but after the game, I said, she said, I, uh, she said they all told me to forget it, but I, that's all I, I, I couldn't stop thinking about it the whole game, but three goals in the last 12 minutes and, uh, the, uh, the fought back from a three, one deficit and one, four to three. So, uh, then to win, uh, whatever the hell it was. Look some, at you now, Mr. Some Hockey. kind of a section. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> some, kind of of, section. some kind of a sectional it's tournament. A and now they got to go over and to go to the state, they got to play the Dino Wyzetta Minnetonka type of people in a in a six team tournament. Rich people. Yeah, because Woodbury, everybody Woodbury's got some money. Everybody but... thinks Woodbury's cake eaters, but they got the They're naughty cake Dino. eaters too. No, they're naughty Dino. No, no, no. They don't have So um, is this Pee Wee you said or what what's twelve the, and under. What's the level of twelve and under? Twelve and under. I don't even know what they do. Because I think we've changed as. names, right? Yeah, this is uh this is twelve year old B girls. Okay. Because I think that there were some some formally inconsiderate, politically incorrect names. Oh, Bantam, Pee Wee's. Midget, I think, got taken Mid- out. Midget did get taken out. Uh, Canada, I believe, I still has Midget. Though. I mean, I like the name. Midget's 15, though, right? I don't know. Dex might No, know. that's Bantam. Bantam? Okay. What was Midget? 
Midget was 16, maybe. Because I think Midget was higher Older? than... Higher than... Uh, than I don't remember if you, if you, Oh, you're... Uh, in Canada. You're I, correct, Pat. Uh, midget's 15 to 17. So there you okay. go. And, and yeah. yeah. Bantam is 13, 14. Yeah. We don't use go. midgets anymore. Pee-wee no. still or no? Yeah. No, well, they use ages, I think, now. They okay. use ages, but they might, you know, I think the Bantam is still like a big deal. Okay. The Bantam tournament. Yep. And uh, so, uh, but the... Uh, the the A team there, Johnny. I think that's Johnny Poles, the chief recruiter for that. And uh, some of those young ladies might be directed towards Hillbury, where uh, Johnny. You the, don't say. Johnny's the athletic director, so you don't say. Uh, so uh, you know. So, but what that does is with Johnny's aggressive <laughs> assembling of a talent. Yeah, there's three or four players on uh, my granddaughter's team who are really good <laughs> who probably should be a teamers but we might have spread out the borders of uh oh no we're redrawing i've seen that before yeah, I think that was we, a big minnetonka uh, controversy when i, I was a I small think we've kid redrawn the district we're lines, just re you know? we're just yeah. like yeah we'll put a yes. little of that, a nook in here yeah and... but her his uh his brother coaches abby's team he's really good really what's his what's his name mark brooks no, no. Johnny Pohl's brother. Johnny Pohl's brother. Yeah, his brother played. Uh, did, did he play right. for the Gophers for a? He played Johnny college Pohl's? hockey. I know. I'm not sure where. I think it's Mark. I'm not sure. I met him the other day, but uh, I can't can't remember what his name is. But uh, I tell you what, mm-hmm. they take it serious. Those coaches, man. Mm-hmm. They, oh, hell yeah, yeah. They uh, were, Eric Eric Pohl. I don't think so. Is it Eric? Oh, well, he, Maybe he, it he's got his, br- his brother Eric played, was his teammate and roommate at the University of Minnesota. Okay, all right. Eric, okay. Eric, all Eric right. with a K. Huh? Eric with a K, E-R-I-K. Okay. Yeah, okay. He's a, he's a good coach. They uh, they play okay. but uh, Oh, no, no, no. Eric is Chrissy Wendell's brother who introduced Paul. Oh, okay. Because Eric, Eric played for the Gophers. By her brother. Got it, yep. I remember him. him. Okay. But I'm... I don't remember his brother's I think name. It might be Mark. I don't know. Anyway, it was fun. Gives me something to do on a Sunday. With, uh, with I never no would have thought on. that you would someday be attending hockey of any sort on a Sunday. Her, Mark is correct. Mark, you know who was there yesterday? My granddaughter's ninety-seven-year-old grandmother. That really? is family loyalty, isn't it? Yeah, 97. 97. In a time of COVID, and good if for her. her. And, I, and if her and I had had a race to get out of the arena with bad knees, it would have been a tie. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> did she win? I tried to climb over a, some bleacher seats and fell on my fat face because my knees are so bad these days. Why are you trying to climb over... I- I don't try and well, climb over. I just over. wanted to go up a row because a bunch of... Yeah, you know what you do? Go to the end of the row, go up the stairs. A bunch of 12-year-old boy, 11-year-old boys came in and sat next to me and were bab- babbling nonsense. That's what 11-year-old so, boys do. I know they do. That's I told you, what I've learned from being around youth hockey yep. and on that trip to Duluth and War Road yep. is with the 12-year-old girls, someone is going to say, nah, that's not a good idea. With 11-year-old boys, somebody's going to say, I got a better bad yep. idea. I'll one-up you. I, I did that. I got a better bad yep. idea. Yeah, take you your did. bad idea and let me, <laughs> yes, let me show I'll you. I'll trump that one. Yeah, so. you're exactly right. What a world, though. It's, I it's a doing world that. that I'd only heard existed. But when they make these trips, it's Sue Fargo just had a tournament this weekend. Or last weekend, eighty teams, something like that, from all around the Midwest for squirts or something, and they got a, they got a. Are there enough hotels? International. For that? I don't know, but that seems like an uh, extraordinary ask on hotels. Are, yes, but they are also uh, very profitable because they jack up. War you told Road, me that. Yeah. War Road. They jack up their hotel prices for a hockey tournament like Mardi Gras, in New Orleans. For God's sake. Wow. Yeah. So it's a big, it's a big industry, uh, hockey tournaments. You know, yeah, hockey weekend hockey tournaments. And what what's the ho- hotel um, amount of hotel rooms in like Warroad has to be pretty small yeah, too. There, there can't be a, a I think they plethora only had, of available they only had rooms. Two and then a new comfort in. Well, the guy who owns the uh, hotel that's been up there forever mm-hmm. is Izzy Marvin, who's. Coach just coach Warroad to the uh, girls' bat, uh, class A title. 
He's been the girls' coach. And is that there. Gigi's? Yes. I think it's, it's their dad. Dad? It? I, I don't know. Dad. I don't know because there are a ton of that. Yeah, there are Marvins all over the place. That family yeah. is all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a. Yeah, there's a collection, but Izzy's because uh, she said she has a cousin on that team that just won state. Oh, I'm sure. I well, think she well, said. Sure, I think yeah. she said her cousin was on was a senior. In just I one was state. talking to. I was talking to Dave when I was up there, not personally. I just called him or somebody, and he said, "There isn't a team." Or somebody up there told me there isn't a team from high school to six years old that doesn't have a a niece, nephew, grand yep. cousin, niece or cousin. <laughs> I buy that. because there's. I think. I think the original Marvin family had twelve kids, wow. and uh, then they started spreading out. And Cal, the godfather of hockey up there, who's Dave's dad, did not. He didn't. He wasn't in on the windows. He wasn't in on the windows. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah some there's two different. That's right. Cal was in the resort business. Okay. Yeah. And uh, okay. There's a different branch, but Cal, I went up and did a long piece on Cal. I think he died in the late nineties, uh, so maybe maybe early two thousands. But in the mid nineties, I went up there and uh, did a long piece on Cal, and it's I uh, basically started North Dakota hockey. Mm-hmm. Cal Marvin and these guys came back from World War Two. You know, these war road guys came back from where they all fought in World War Two. They came back, they went to North Dakota, they wanted to play hockey. So Cal was their first coach and, there was and a- played. Wow. He was at 46, 47, something like that. Right. They started. I think the official start in North Dakota hockey is 48. Okay. But they've, and I think they had that, I think Cal was in on building the old Quonset hut, but maybe not. Maybe it was already there. He was in on building the old uh, War Memorial Arena that uh, that Warwood played in forever until mm-hmm. they built this place. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which is really nice. Marvin Gardens, Marvin family, the Windows people basically paid for it. Interesting. Up there. Yeah, it's, uh, it, but Rosso, they, uh, they're done already. I don't know if they're playing A or still trying to play double A, but they, uh, I, I was looking at the scores in the uh, regional, the boys regionals up there, and they got beat before the semifinals. So. Really? Yeah. So, well, I don't I- know. The sport has changed, where mm-hmm. where you you do have more talent spread out now, which is good. Yeah, um, but that's interesting because yeah, that well that you got was... you got now those towns. I think Roseau and War Road because of the industry they have up the Polaris and uh, and Marvin Windows and stuff. I think they're yeah. maintaining their population, but uh, they're maintaining their population. But uh, uh, you know the Iron Range is going to hell. Right. You know, the Iron Range just doesn't have as many people in the town. Well, I don't want to say going to hell. I still enjoy going up there, but uh, it's not... Uh, you know, not popular like it to us. doesn't have... The towns are a lot smaller than they were. Mm-hmm. That's why we have Eveleth in Virginia starting one high school. Yep. Rock Ridge. Yep. The aptly named Rock Ridge. We don't want the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway... All right. Uh, anyway, Motzka's team, they might win it. That's what you keep saying. They might win it. Ben Myers has just been out of this world yeah. since he came back from the Olympics. He, he came back and had, what, against Penn State, had uh, a couple goals in that game, and then I think he had like Whatever day the season ends, whatever season. He's a free agent. Too. Every day yep. the season ends, two days later, because he can join somebody. Yes, right? he can sign and join. But he has yeah. to. If he wants to be playoff eligible, he'd have to sign before March 21st. Okay. So if he signs after then, oh, really? then he can't be eligible for an NHL playoff roster. Is that right? Why yeah. did they do that? Uh, Just to keep the hockey, price from yeah. being no, too high? No sport, though, has, has talent fall through the cracks like this sport does. There are more. There's, there's always a small group, but they're really good, of college kids who didn't get drafted. Yes. And it's, it's what? Seven mm-hmm. rounds, too. Mm-hmm. So it's not a small draft, but... You always have this group of kids. Yeah. Well, you got some of them who got drafted contracts. and then didn't get signed, right? Don't yeah. you have three years to sign them or yes. something? Three yes. or four years to sign them? That's true, too. And they, uh, you know, and that's, I, I don't know, did Myers ever get drafted? He might have. I don't think he did. I, mean, then, okay. I don't think he did. I think he fell through the cracks. But he's going to be the hot ticket. But, yeah, okay, 
Declan, I didn't know that. So obviously that is to keep the price down, right? I, I think because so. Because teams, you know, Broughton came and played for the North Stars, right? Yes. Right out of... The Olympics. Right? Yeah, right. Now that was... And Ken Morrow played I guess for the Islanders right out of the Olympics. So if you're drafted... Then, then you don't, then you probably, and at that time the rules didn't, because who, because Pat, if if you could go back, Broughton, Broughton came from the Olympics. I want to say didn't Kristoff as well, because yeah, I think and so. he signed and he was drafted, so it might have been different yeah, at the time too. Yeah, well, it just this that just had, probably got this just happened recently, right, Declan? The change to March twenty first. Yeah, I, I think I think it I think it was recent. Yeah, because they, McCaw, remember, but they've. They've signed guys in the past who went yeah. right into the yeah. right into the playoffs. Because Cal McCard did that with the Avs. I mean, he went from. So, so in other words, it's okay to trade for guys on March twenty third, but you can't. Uh, no, 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 no. Twenty uh, first is it. So that, that's a transactional okay. deadline. Yeah. Oh, okay. So like you, right. your your roster at that point all had, would would have to come from internal moves. So well, this but this definitely keeps the price down for a kid like Ben Myers. Because he's going to obviously not leave the Gophers, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Know, to, yes. When they're trying to win the and if they, they do win it, it, they owe Jack Lafontaine a big thank you. <laughs> that will have been the best thing because and Carolina screwed that oh, kid. They did. I mean, I and, don't care how much he he got paid. They screwed him. He is he is destined to be now in Chicago for the rest forever. of his life. Here's the maybe the ECHL. You yeah, know, you're right. But, uh, Good point. Here's the deal, though. Uh-huh. He was not playing as well this year as he was last year. Right. And, you know, he was not, probably not sure what his fate was going to be at the end of the season. This was his chance right. to get signed. But, so I mean, they still they came got, to, to oh, him they, at a terrible time. Well. Hey, kids, sign. Tony, totally classless because they didn't tell the coach. Yeah. You know, and they did, and they, you got to know a guy like Moscow is. You got to know the college coaches, and you got to know that Moscow is not going to start pressuring the kid, right, to stay. But you got to give him a heads up that you're stealing his goalie, don't you? And they needed him, Pat, for like a week. Like they they had they had guys hurt, and so I, I think they were down to a goaltender left in their system, yes. and so they basically did this to get him for a week. Yeah, right. They and were, then he was screwed. Yeah, and he played one game and gave up. He played one. He came in as a replacement and gave, gave up, up two, few, and yeah. then he played one, started one, and gave up seven. And exactly. that's it. He might never see the NHL yep. again. Yep. Yeah. Goalies, though, man. They're, uh, they're, oh, they're a flaky bunch. They're great. I was trying to determine, you know, I still think quarterback in the NFL is the most, you know, uh, most influential. But... What level of goaltending, if you're really good, mm-hmm. what do you need? Motsko says you still can't win with an average goaltender, even if you're really good. You probably can't you, win a championship. You got to be a, yeah, that's what he was talking and about. And it's one game, too, so yeah. you're really screwed. You got to be, you need an above average goaltender. Yes. But then if you have a great goaltender and a bad team, that's not going to work either. So you need a, you need a good team with a good goalie, right? Yeah, not one. But who gets? Uh, but you can't have one you like. You gotta get hot. You know, yeah. Who's who's playing well? Yeah, but you got. You can't. You can't be like Doobie and and be good for three weeks and then all of a sudden. The give great up. thing about you can't you can't give up. You can't give up six bad ones in a six game series, right? Right. Yeah. You know, and so. the the great thing about this kid is the pressure was very low because basically they just said go play. Yeah. Well, they did bring in this kid from juniors, you know, Bartoskowitz, because they were they weren't sure, you know. They, they, <laughs> kids had the bench all year. A, no. They needed a second goalie, but his first weekend, yep. they split with Alaska. Yep. And when they lost the game, he had twelve saves, and they gave up three goals. So, I, no matter how confident they were, they still had to wonder, right? Sure. And then they split with Notre Dame and split with Michigan, and they haven't lost since. Mm-hmm. And he's. Now his goals against getting sh- how do Wisconsin get so rotten? I don't know, but they went in the crapper, didn't They're they? Terrible. They're they not- were supposed to be good, isn't? Didn't we think Granado didn't we, got got didn't him good we for name a few? Tony Granado, like yeah. the coach of the yeah, he was U.S. junior team, yeah, or they something. were terrible. He came there, turned them around, and now yeah. they're bad again. Yeah, they're terrible. I don't know yeah. what happened to them. 
Michigan State is really developing a tradition for being rotten, too, aren't they? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Michigan's good. Notre Dame is ordinarily, I think, pops up as being good. Yeah, they're, they're okay. And the Gophers. Jeff Jackson can coach. He's a very good coach. Mm-hmm. He's a crazed man, but he can coach. <laughs> <laughs> That's hockey, as you were just talking about, Daryl said. He's got some. some Daryl said the only hockey, the only sport left where a coach can be nuts. Yep. And tell his players how rotten they are. The best story about the only one left about Daryl was there. There was a road game <laughs> towards the end of his time with the Kings, and and he was outside doing the post game stuff, and the players. Hated him so much, they actually jimmied the door. Lo- I, I think they put a chair, <laughs> yeah, right. and he couldn't get in. And he's like pounding on the door, and they wouldn't let him in in, the, in his own locker room. And Declan, that's when I was Declan. You know, I've been to the farm, don't you? And at Viking, didn't I tell you that? No, uh, I think I did. I've been I, to think the farm. I, I think I did know that. Yeah, yes. Dad wouldn't come in the doctor. I've been to the farm, favorite. and uh, Mom, what the hell is Mom's name? God. Gracie, right? Great, Gracie, yeah, Gracie. Gracie soon. And the old man was out on the tractor in the spring and wouldn't come in and talk to me. Viking, Alberta, but, baby, that's but great. Mike, the one brother, yep, the one brother who didn't play, yep, in the in the in the league, yep, was uh, was there and a nice guy. And uh, but that's when I went to the bar in town and they <laughs> they told me that uh, and they were talking about hockey and Gracie. We always wanted Gracie to get together with. Gretzky. Oh, with Walter Gretzky. With, with uh, Walter Gretzky, and then we could have a superstar who went in the corner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in the bar in Viking. So it was, uh, that was worth it. That was, that was the only good part of that uh, four-game series. How far was that? Eh, less than an hour. An hour, maybe. Oh, really? Maybe, okay, maybe so it's a close. little hour. Because it's a small little town, well, right? Oh, and a prairie, man. You could have gotten that car and fallen asleep, and if you had the steering wheel set, you wouldn't have. You wouldn't have had a. You know, just basically, it's like South Dakota to the Black I Hills. I love the fact you know? that Dad wouldn't come in and talk to you. No, though. Dad was. Uh, he was out in the tractor, man. He was. That family probably has some interesting things. Well, in there. they played. Their, they played their boot hockey upstairs in the barn. Upstairs in the barn, and they had rafters yeah. and stuff, and <laughs> some tales of. Bloodshed taking place. You think Dad had a belt? My guess is Dad had a belt. <laughs> and uh, when the Suter boys played uh, three on three, one of them was sure to come into the house crying. Oh with God, a yeah, eight inch, eight God. stitch cut on her forehead. Well, Daryl was second oldest, right? Because yeah. it it was who who uh, Brian played for the Blues, and he was a cantankerous. He's good. <laughs> Daryl, Dwayne. There was Rich and Ron. Yeah, Rich and Ron. Rich Ron and the twins. And I don't know who the sixth. Who was it? Was Daryl the best player? Was Daryl the best player? I think the nah, twins. The twins. Daryl was good. good. Daryl was good. No, yeah, but twins. The twins didn't achieve no. the success. I think Brian might have been ultimately the, the best. best. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and and uh, Dwayne was with the Islanders, and he won a few cups with them. Yeah, and uh, who's the sixth? Mike is there? No, Mike is the no, kid Mike that is didn't the one play. Who, who I can't remember play. who the sixth. I'll find it. I'll find How it. is that possible? That six of them from a small town in Viking, in Alberta. Yeah, the six brothers wind up in the league. I'll find it's it here. Incredible. Hold, hold on, I'll find. I it. I suppose the thing is, when you signed a Sutter, you knew what you were getting. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, a guy will hit you with a stick if you don't. They'd watch be great him. players to have, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, so Brian, Daryl, Dwayne, Brent. Brent, that's Brent, right. who Brent played with Dwayne a, on the Islanders. Brent wasn't a bad player either, was he? And, he was and then Rich and Ron, Rich and were, Ron the were the babies. That's when Gracie said the hell with it, huh? Yes. And she shut her down. And, and Rich and Ron, Mike, I think, I think, was the oldest. And di- didn't Rich and Ron come as a package deal? I think they started with the Flyers or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Like inseparable. <laughs> Unreal. I'll have to look. I think that, that was still in St. Paul then, though. That's probably the worst one of those thing, columns I can't find. The, the worst thing that I ever saw at a North Star game or among them was it was an afternoon game between the Blackhawks and North Stars. And Doug Wilson, who had a oh, freaking a, cannon slap yeah. shot, took a slap shot. It got deflected into Daryl's face. Mm-hmm. I've never seen so much blood in my life. <laughs> Is that right? They hauled him off. I think he spent like a week in, oh, in really? the hospital. I was going to, I thought you were going to uh, say they put 32 stitches in him and he came no, back No, no, I think they hauled him out. <laughs> okay, wow. No, it was bad. Oh, man, they were something. Imagine how many games they played. The family, God almighty, had to be. I've got it right here. 10,000. I've got it right here. So, so in the regular season, no. They played a combined 4,994, but in the playoffs, 603 more because they all played in playoff games. Wow. 
and three of them played in in more than 100 playoff games. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's not too bad a career. Gracie was a nice gal. She was very nice to me because I basically called her up the night before and said, can I come out to the farm? And she said, where are you from? Minneapolis, St. Paul. And she said, I suppose. What the hell? So she worked in town. They had a house in town. Yeah. So she could get to work if this, if they got a snowstorm. So, oh, okay. So they had a little house in town for excess kids, I suppose, when trying to get out of farm work or something. But right. they had a, they had a little house in town to go with the farmhouse. So, and yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know. It was great though. It was fantastic. Viking Alberta, amazing hockey people, man. They are they the best. are the greatest. I love hockey people. Don't love hockey, love hockey people. They're the greatest. All right, we'll talk to you next week. All right. If you have questions about your retirement savings, do what I did and work with a person that knows what the heck is going on. Uh, Work with Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. My guy, Josh, will give you straight talk and not sugar-coated advice. Learn how you can benefit from Josh's focused approach by setting up your own no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to review your investments. Call Josh now, 952-925-5608. Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever. Get to know them on a genetic level with Embark Vet. Developed by veterinarians and PhDs, Embark screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across more than 350 breeds. It's top-notch science for your top-notch pup. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.